I will tell you something, Michael. You've done a good job. Well done. <laughs> there wasn't that much to do. <laughs> <laughs> but all the stuff that there were to do, all the little stuff that there were to do, you did it really well. I don't do much, but when I do it, I do it well. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I so. realize that this week is different because we actually listened to each other and uh, watched slash played something that the other person recommended. <laughs> <laughs> so, show notes is updated. Record pot button. Button? Record button. There's has a been, button. Has been bushed. <laughs> All right, you ready to get it started? Yeah, sure. All right, here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of Two Nerds, Maybe More. I am Michael, one half of this gaming podcast, and with me, as always, is Marty. Marty, how are you doing today? Hi. Hi, Michael. Hello. I am. <laughs> hey. No. You know what? It, it's It's been a weird week, and I want to word this the correct way, because you might not know, maybe you do know, you know, the world, something has happened in the world this week that, you know, a lot of people are talking about it and it's just, you know, it's, is it good? Is it not good? What's going on out there? So I want, I want, just want to bring you into, you know, the full, we need to full attention on this, you know, um, because this is just, this is just, we need to talk about it. All right. So Denmark is going to open the borders to Norway, Iceland, Germany, and not Sweden. It's a great day to be alive. <laughs> those Swedes, sweet, they had it coming. No, I'm going to stop it right there. I'm going to stop it right there. Uh, one, this is not a political podcast. And two, I didn't even know where you were going with that because there's a bunch of different things going on right now in the world um, on multiple different fronts. Yeah, this uh, is one of the important ones, Michael. This is one of the really important ones. But this is not a political podcast, and we do not discuss politics. But on that front, just a quick disclaimer that from myself, I'm sure from Marty as well, whether you're crossing borders, whether you're protesting, or whether you are trying to stay safe from the pandemic, we hope that everybody out there is staying safe, um, regardless of what role you play in any of these situations. Stay safe, be good to each other, and other than that, let's uh, let's talk about what we've been up to. Let's move on. Let's move on from your constant attempts to derail the show into political uh, subterfuge. I think that's how you say it. I don't know, but <laughs> right, have you been watching anything? Because last week we both suggested something for the other person to watch, and I think we both listened. No, I haven't been watching anything. Don't I've lie to me. Bad... Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm l- turning to the left, looking at the show notes. Oh, yeah, I remember. I watched <laughs> The uh, the Haunting of Hill House, as we talked about last week. Uh, and, oh, my, I was in for a treat, Michael. Yeah, a treat. Not a treat. <laughs> treat. Um, oh, my God, this is so good. Uh, I mean, I do have... Uh, 
I do have a few small issues with it, but it's probably something we should not discuss because it has to do with the ending and it will mm-hmm. be spoilery. Um, there are some some things that you know maybe personally I would have improved a little bit upon when we get to the, to the end of the show. But overall, really good show. It's not like it's not like it's it's a bad ending. It's not like I'm like oh I, I won't wish I never watched this because it was really <laughs> good all the way through. It it was so good writing. It was so clever. There were so many small things going on i was like oh my god this is so this is so great and and oh it's really good and especially big shout out to that one episode i believe it was five or six um where uh, a lot of what a lot of what's going on looks like it's just one long take Mm -hmm. and it i just love stuff like that small technical stuff like that it's it's awesome um and and yeah it's a great it's a great horror show it's great it's um um, I'm, I want to. I want more. I, I like that it ended as well. It's like a weird thing, but but it, it do seem like we will be getting a second season, but mm-hmm. where it, like it's a different story, different characters, uh, things like that. So, and I think that's a wise decision because I really feel like this story works so well on its own. Yes, um, I had been mentioning that it was a great show, and then you started watching it through, and then you started binge watching it throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, I got him hooked. And we had (laughs) little mini discussions here and there about it throughout the week. And one thing I liked that you brought up was that how it it closed. It Hmm. was as if they made this season and they were like, okay, we don't know if this will be a success. So let's open and close the story. Like, let's keep it they, self-contained in one season. Yeah, they, they did talk about making it op- a little bit more open-ended so they could make a second season uh, because I, re- I started... When I get hooked on something, I start investigating and reading up mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Um, so they did talk about that, but they do feel like, you know, the character arcs are there. Do, these characters are done. They're finished. The story's over. That's what happened to them. So they do end up just ending the story there. And I think that was really wise decision. I did tell you that uh, I sort of want more, but I also hope that they don't make more <laughs> because it, yeah, it yeah, ended, yeah. It ended. Uh, and, and yeah luckily they're doing like an American Horror Story thing where it's like uh, a different same actress uh, actors but different story um, so yeah I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the to the second season I hope that they that the writing and, and the, the, just the raw intelligence behind it is, mm-hmm. is can keep up because I, I was I was taken away by this so good yeah it was really well done really well done especially for their first outing you know like mm. it's it's hit or miss sometimes like season ones of things are either like oh my god that was the best season out of everything and then from there it went downhill or sometimes it's just get through the first season and then everything else past that (laughs) they finally found their spot so what i'm just hoping is that they improve upon what they already have yeah definitely because i do think there's some things they could improve upon uh and one of the things is especially the ending so Mm. maybe we should take that talk outside of of live streaming (laughs) Uh, but i do i just want to say if you like stephen king if you like stephen king the books Mm-hmm. The books of Stephen King, not so much, maybe not so much, you know, the the, the attempt at movies and series and stuff like. That. But if you like Stephen King books, I'm pretty sure that you would like this as well because I, I there's so many parallels in my opinion between uh, what's going on in this series and Stephen King. It, it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's cool. I like yep. it. It's great stuff. It's great stuff. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I've been watching a couple things. I only put one in the show notes because one thing I actually have up on the screen right now is I have the uh, the NASA's uh, the SpaceX uh, 
rocket that's about to be launched today, mm. oh. uh, which is the first, uh, what is it, private or mm-hmm. something along that. It's a non-government funded uh, space program, at least in the United States. And they're going to be launching to the International Space Station, I believe. And it's actually the first time since, I think, 2011 that the United States has launched anything into space. Hmm. Or at least to the International Space Station. So I don't know all the details, so I apologize if anybody out there listening is like, this guy, that's not exactly <laughs> what's going on. But I'm excited for it because I always like they these are, type of things. Like They're launching something in space from American soil. Yes, that's right. That's all I need to know. And the hype is real. Um, I'm, I'm one of those people that I love the idea of like space exploration and space travel. So... Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know because I, I cannot help but, you know, I, I thought it funny because I started watching some, something I didn't put in the show notes, which is Space Force. I believe oh, the Steve Carell thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm like, that's how I imagine things are going on right now over there in the US. That's 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 how it's going down, right? <laughs> I don't think that's exactly how it's going, no. I think that movie... It's a documentary, isn't it? I mean, sure, the things have, haven't happened yet, but... It's a prelude of things to come with the actual <laughs> Space Force. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I have that up right now. There's not much that's going on. They're just discussing the mission and all that. So um, hmm. that's interesting. But I've also... I took your advice and I decided to watch some Rick and Morty. Um, it's on Hulu. As far as I know, there's like what, like four and a half seasons? Yes, the other half of the fourth season is actually airing at the moment, one episode a week. Okay. I don't know, and... I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's not on Hulu. Uh, oh, season nothing. four. So last night I finished up season three. So I've watched all three seasons since last week. Um, huh. It's it's not that much, like to be honest. Like the seasons are fairly short. I yeah. think like season two was only like ten episodes or something like that, um, and, or season three, one of them. But I've watched. They're only about twenty minutes each, something like that. Don't you have them on Netflix over there, or is it just over here on on the EU side of things? I think it's just on Hulu. Oh, interesting. Yep, different countries, different things. So yeah. Um, that's pretty much the only thing that I've been watching, though. Okay, but I mean that's a good thing to watch, Michael. That's a good. I thing have to thoroughly watch. been enjoying it. At first, like <laughs> uh, some of the the things in like episode one took some like getting used to, yeah. like just like their mannerisms and the approach. But as like the season progresses, you start learning more about the characters and those things that may have been annoying in the beginning. Like, how many times Rick says Morty's name? Uh, like, it really got to me in that first episode. I was, I think I messaged you, and I was like, oh, I hope that stops. But now, he still does it, but I don't mind it as much. Because I, like, it's like, I it clicks. I get it. It's, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. It's not no. like the stupid gag in Family Guy where they fall, scrape their knee, and they're just laying there for, like, two minutes going, ah. I hate that so much, and it never grew on me. I'm like, this is annoying. Just move on. <laughs> yeah, no, I really love Rick and Morty, and I, and I think it's a, it, it's quite intelligent, especially if you if you start watching, you know, uh, uh, fan theories and and you know how you can make connections between a lot of the stuff going on and uh, things like that, and also just you know what what they have revealed from behind the scenes and stuff like that. It, it's 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 a little bit. It's not just, you know, silly, crude humor. There's actually a lot of thought behind it. And mm-hmm. Especially from a writing point of view, uh, it, it's Dan ha- uh, Hammond. Hammond? Hammond? Dan Hammond. 
um, who also wrote Community, who's writing it, um, and he has his 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 uh, uh, famous circle where, that is in like what is it uh, eight sixteen or something. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 things you need to go through uh and and if you start you know just looking into how the episodes are structured uh, most of the time they're structured you know like like that and that's even one one thing i thought was really funny was but you haven't seen that episode yet is, is one of the episodes in season four they actually make some big joke out of it where rick is actually being like yeah but you know what we need to go through these eight things first and we only here mm-hmm. we need to get over there and things like that uh, so just hinting at you know that they're actually going through the story circle um which is uh, hilarious so um so so yeah it, it, I, re- I really like it. it it's just you can sit down just watch it and you can also sit down and just analyze everything yeah. if you want to you can do both so it's i like cool. how i like how there's um like continuous plot in the hmm. sense of like uh what happens in previous episodes actually has implications in future episodes mm-hmm. and they make references back to those and i also loved i there were like two episodes where one uh they said something about the simpsons where they're like this isn't some runoff thing like the simpsons okay like with this real world stuff or something like that and they run <laughs> off and they do their thing um there's another one where like they're starting and they're in like some virtual reality minecraft thing and morty's like aren't we gonna what about this aren't we gonna stay here and do that and they're just like south park did this four years ago let's move on <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's definitely a lot of cool humor in there and and one of the big questions michael that you can now wonder after i've asked you is uh the the rick and morty that we follow uh, is that rick's first morty mm. i don't know there's so much that goes on like <laughs> There's so much possible switching that could happen that we really don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, I don't and know. Is, is the dad the right dad that they got with them back home? Oh, yeah, because that one episode. <laughs> I don't even know. It was just like they, like, just like, ah, you take that one, I'll take this one. So. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? It, but, it, it's such a great universe that they have made. I really love it. <laughs> but we've also been playing a few things. I see that oh, I've yeah. been playing a little bit more than you. But uh, what have you been playing? What have you been playing? Uh, th- there's one game that that I think you know that I've been playing because we talked about you know uh, the season of Diablo three that we want to jump into when the new season when it comes out. Uh, and also we got two two extra people uh, to join mm-hmm. us. Uh, one person is uh, the the so called better half of three extra live host Tom Knights. Uh, it's his uh, uh, fiance now, uh, Amanda. She will be joining us. Uh, so she's playing through the the storyline of Diablo to be you know ready uh, to jump into seasons with us. And the other one is is my so called better uh, half, I guess, um, Beata, who is also we're playing through. We're, Thanks uh, through the storyline at the moment to also get her ready to jump into a season and, uh, and yeah so, so a little bit of Diablo three is, is what I've been been delving I've been delving into the depths of hell and also into the uh, into heaven just to you know, <laughs> save, <laughs> <on> there <laughs> um, yeah so we've been pre- we've both been preparing for season twenty one um, in different ways like I know you've been have helping uh, Birza get ready. Um, I've been chatting with Amanda, who is, you might remember her. I think she was on the show already. Mm, and yeah. she is a co-host of Geek Caring. Another, it's a feminist podcast. So be sure to go check that out if you're interested in all those. Um, talk about geek girl news and all that good stuff. 
but she's going to be joining us and it should be a very fun time. I'm looking forward to it. I jumped in with you and Birta the other day too and just overwhelmed Birta by <laughs> mm. just jumping all around and wondering where she was and all that good stuff. But once season 21 comes live, we'll keep you guys updated with our progress and what's going on there. Um, I have a few games that I've been playing and I just want to touch on each of them really quickly. There's one that I want to talk a little bit more about, um, but I've been back on that SWOTOR train and I, I'm current- Yes, I'm going through the Hut Cartel right now or the Rise of the Hut Cartel. I'm going through all that story. I'm level 60, which is very close to max level. I think it's like max level is like 75 right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm for those who don't know, I'm only in the second expansion of the game. I still have Shadow of Revan to go through, and then both of the Knights of the Eternal Throne uh, and Eternal Empire or something like that. Whichever one those ones are, both of those, and I need to get through Onslaught. But it was slowing down on me today. It was slowing down on me because I realized that I'm still playing the EU side character. So oh, this, really? This, yeah, this character that is at level 60 is my EU gunslinger. Ah. So I was like, why is it so stuttery right now? <laughs> it's because it's on the EU server. Uh, so that's pretty fun. Ah, so, so you're basically hinting at that I should get back into the <laughs> game. Is that what you're saying? That... Uh... Maybe, maybe, because I don't want to like have you get back in the game and then we don't do anything because I'm like, no, I just want to go through the story stuff right now. I don't just want to do all that <laughs> other stuff. So uh-huh. other than that, I've spoken before how I'm not a big Battle Royale fan, but mm-hmm. I have been playing quite a bit of the Call of Duty Warzone, which is Call of Duty's free-to-play uh, Battle Royale, and I've been having a lot of fun with it. And I'm not even into Battle Royale games for the most part, but as much as people, like, the general... It seems like there's a general meme against Call of Duty, and yet their mm-hmm. numbers are still ridiculous with the amount of people that play it. And I've always enjoyed the was, Call of Duty I thought it was play. a dead game. Dead game, yeah. right? <laughs> It's anything but... Uh, like they have 150 character battle royales and that's the quickest loading thing that i've been uh but it's been a lot of fun i've been enjoying it and i love call of duty gameplay so like just the guns the way it feels it's my type of thing and also the new frontier pass for civilization 6 came out Hmm. And I did one map on the easiest difficulty. I just wanted to go for an achievement, which was like domination. Like you always do. Like you always do. Just, I don't always you, do it. You can, no. admit that. you can admit it here. You're among friends. It's all right. <laughs> I don't always do the easiest difficulty. I usually try to challenge myself a bit more. But I really wanted to get a domination victory. And I just wanted to like get it over and done with. So I tried out one of the new... Uh, civilizations that came out with the new pack. They're releasing uh, bits of content here and there. It's a pass, almost like a Rocket League pass type deal. Uh, Hmm. New things come out. And I played as Columbia, which is probably the most OP civilization I've ever played. Hmm. Uh, To give you like a frame of reference, you can... Normally, when you play a civilization, if your unit has an upgrade, you will upgrade that unit and it can't do anything else that turn. Mm. Well, Columbia has a feature where you can upgrade and do your normal stuff that turn. So the upgrade is like you don't have to worry about, oh, should I upgrade or should I move? You can do both in the same turn with that unit. 
So essentially, I would be assaulting a city. They would attack my guy. I would just upgrade it once it got the experience, heal it back up, and attack in the same turn. So it's pretty ridiculous if you're going for, like, conquest and things like that, Hmm. Um, which I was. I was going for domination. It was very fun. I haven't tried out the other uh, civilization yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Those are my three quick ones, but I know that you have a couple things as well. Yeah, I just quickly added, uh, actually, a big surprise. Um, I've been playing World of Warcraft. Hopefully Tom doesn't listen to this episode because we've talked about how we haven't been talking about that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, no, I'm bringing it up. Uh, <laughs> we were playing World I've been playing. The thing is, uh, 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 long story short, uh, my guild has quit raiding for now. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, um, I will have to do other things. Um, one of the things that I have been doing was that, you know, I started playing on my paladin and I made my paladin, you know, the new allied race, the light, light forged. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but to be able to get, you know, the, the transmark, uh, the set, the armor set, uh, I need to level one. So I actually jump back on my old light forged, uh, train eye, which is funny enough, also a paladin. So <laughs> I've been, I've, I've just quickly been playing, playing that a little bit, leveling it up, uh, so I can get that, uh, lush armor. So that's basically what I've been doing. Uh, I think before the weekend started, I was level 37 and I am level 73 now. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, and, all thanks to that new XP buff, double XP, love it, Blizzard, should never go away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I uh, just quickly want to mention that because I've, uh, I've actually been having quite good fun going through some of the old zones and actually taking routes that I don't necessarily normally do, uh, things like that. And uh, I just I just love the old zones, especially in vanilla nowadays, everything scales up to 60, so you can just level whatever zone you want to. So I've been going back mm-hmm. to oldies but goodies that you necessarily don't normally go back to when you just want to level up quick. So it's been good fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else? I know I want you to talk about it because I suggested this game and you were giving me some pushback, but you started playing it, and then the next thing I know, you're just playing and playing and playing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's a decent game. Um, we talked a little bit about it last week. It, it's okay. It's all right. Um, it's sh- should I, should I tell you what it told the name of it? Oh. Um, yes, because everyone else doesn't know what it is. Uh, okay. It's that small game. It's a small superhero. You might know him, Batman: Arkham Asylum. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've, I've been considering. I don't even know how old this game is, but considering it's the first of three games to come, four games to come, uh, it holds up quite well. I actually really like how. Oh uh, well, I'm I'm for most of the time like how the controls uh, uh, work and uh, just overall you know, the, the whole gameplay of the game, really good fun. Hello, kitty. Um, <laughs> It's it's really good fun. Really enjoying myself and my time. Cool story so far. Uh, voice acting on point. Mm-hmm. The game is about 11 years old. It came out August 25th, 2009. So it's been around for quite a bit. If there's one thing I will say that it shows is a little bit of stiffness in the uh, animations, like when yeah. they're uh, talking and actual doing like the cutscenes. But other than that, I mean, the game holds up incredibly well. The gameplay is tight. It does take a little bit of getting used to if you've never played it before, um, which yeah. I've kind of pointed out to you. <laughs> yeah, especially because I started out playing with mouse and keyboard uh, mm. just because I just jumped in, just wanted to try it really quick. Mouse and keyboard got used to the control sort of, and I was like, you know what? 
this is a game to play with, with a controller, isn't it? And yeah. then I found my uh, PlayStation controller, which didn't work uh, because it doesn't work. It, it I don't know, that doesn't work for this. <laughs> okay, something I don't know what's up with my my cat. She's really uh, loud right now, uh, very vocal. Uh, anyway, I also had an, an Xbox controller lying around, so I plucked that in, and that worked. And uh, so I have to had to get used to the controls mm-hmm. ag- again after like a few hours of playtime. So, um, well, um, I almost knocked everything down here. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm having having a blast in the game right now. And and if you want to see me trying to to get through the levels, then I'll most likely be streaming it on on Monday. Yeah, and the last game that I will bring up is that I started Steam has a feature going on right now. It's called the Steam Spring Cleanup, hmm. and essentially what it is is that Steam will recommend games from your backlog. And they'll, there's like a badge program where it's like, hey, if you play these games, you earn points towards a badge. And if you play six games from the recommended titles, then they'll give you a badge. I don't know what the badges do. But I just decided, at first I looked at it and I was like, this is dumb. I don't like Steam, like those little cards that they give you that are annoying because they just constantly show up as notifications. <laughs> um, I hate those. But I was like, you know what? Let me figure out what's going on here. So I went in and the first row had three games. I think one was Terraria. I forgot what the other one was. And one of them was Hollow Knight. And I was like, you know what? Let me let me try out Hollow Knight. Let me see what it's like. Let me see what's going on here. And I jumped in. And the next thing I know, I'm typing in Discord. Yeah, sorry. I got stuck in Hollow Knight. I played for about two or three hours and then I look at the playtime and Steam tells me four hours. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe I lost track of time a little bit more than I thought. Hollow Knight was a surprise and it's been so much fun. Hmm. I can't wait to jump back in and keep playing. I had thought about streaming it, but this is one of those games where I tend to lose my way quite a bit. And I just don't want to deal with people trying to tell me which way to go because mm. I hate it when people backseat game. <laughs> yeah, I hate it when people backseat game. It just it triggers me beyond nothing, no point. So Hollow Knight, I mm. definitely another recommendation for those who enjoy Metroidvania type games, um, which if you don't know what a Metroidvania it, in its barest sense is you're roaming around this map. It's a platform style and you see things in the world that you may not be able to get to yet. And then you go and unlock abilities that open up new paths and previously explored zones. So you end up building out this big world map and trying to find secrets and all that. It's been a great time. Awesome. Also, quick question, Michael, because I saw the trailer yesterday for this game. Uh, because you know we we are going to jump into Diablo three very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. Have you looked at Minecraft Dungeons? Ah, yes, I, I have looked at it a little bit. I have looked at it a little bit. Um, I don't know how much you know about the game. I mean, I, I saw some. Uh, I saw Riker, who's like a Diablo streamer, uh, mm-hmm. talking about it in one of his YouTube videos. Uh, so it does seem like. It's a game that it's it's not like Diablo three where you're going to to spend the next thousand dedicate your next thousand hours to this game, uh, but it's a twenty dollar game something like that. I don't know. I don't even know how old it is. It is if it, if you can get it on on like a, 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 a what's it called like a sale or something these days. But um, it's new. 
It's okay. It's brand new. Okay, but still, yeah. twenty dollar, twenty dollar game, and it's definitely worth that. Uh, just to you know, something just to play through. Maybe something you know while we're waiting for Diablo to 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 season <laughs> to come out. Just putting it out there. It's a possibility. It looks quite uh, kind of fun. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Minecraft Dungeons is a Diablo s game, but in the Minecraft universe, and it does have that uh, Minecraft aesthetic and feel to it. Now. Like you said, it's not like Diablo or Path of Exile where you're jumping in and you're spending hours and hours uh, doing like end game builds and things like that. Like it's not that type of game. It's more of a, I would say like a transition type thing. Like if I wanted to get my kid or someone who wasn't traditionally into these type of games, I would have them play this one first. Hmm. possibly because it's a little bit lighter and then move them into something a little bit heavier later uh, i'm lying i just jump them right into diablo but <laughs> <laughs> uh it's a it's an it's an interesting game it's hmm. from everything that i've heard it's a great value for twenty dollars yeah yeah i definitely i'm definitely thinking about checking it out uh it looks kind of cool uh and i mean for twenty dollars and uh you know a short campaign uh, it's 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 most likely something you know you could play through in a week or two and just having having a good fun with it and then put it on the shelf and be like yep done that yeah um, so let's move on to I think what our big thing is today mm-hmm. which is political I it affairs cool. right political no. affairs <laughs> we're going to talk about the Swedes no um, I thought it would be cool to talk about some of the games that we thought deserved a sequel maybe they have never had a sequel and they were just one-offs that never came any further than that or just another installment in a series that maybe has been a bit dormant for years or we just simply really want to see it i Mm. thought it would be cool to kind of discuss that um Mm. yeah and i think it would be cool to start off with a community one okay just get it popping right away so that we don't forget them in the rush of things um uh, <laughs> i put it up on twitter and scrubs versus the world which is syrup he responded and said that a true sequel to ocarina of time would be amazing uh majora's mask was good but i want to go back to the ocarina of time version of hyrule um do you have any experience with I... zelda all these words weird words i don't understand them <laughs> i understood amazing and that's about it that's okay because I am here and I have played. Uh, Ocarina of Time is the Nintendo 64 Zelda game, the first one oh, that was released. Zelda. Well, yes. then, then we can move on now, right? <laughs> no. Uh, Ocarina of Time is considered by a lot of people to be their favorite Zelda game. Okay. Um, I think it's still considered. Agrees by quite a few people to be um, the best Zelda game, but Breath of the Wild came out, and uh, Breath of the Wild kind of threw a lot of people into like this vacuum of like, okay, which one is really better? Mm. Ocarina of Time is that transition game, though. It holds that special place like Mario 64, where it was that transition into 3D. So... Yeah. Uh, I definitely see where he's coming from. Ocarina of Time, at least on the N64, is 
at least to me, like, the world is nice, but it feels empty to me. As in, like, mm. when you're roaming around the field, there's not much in the field all the time. So it just feels like I am just running through this boring field. Uh, Ocarina of Time is not one of my favorites, to be honest. I'm more of an old school style. Uh, come at me. All right, we'll, we'll argue later. But thank you for coming in there. Uh, what about what about you, Marty? Do you have any games that you might want a sequel to? There's quite a few, and uh, there's also some of the ones that you have mentioned. Uh, so uh, I feel like we have lo- lots to talk about. But let me actually jump into an old, old game from the beginning of the 2000s. I looked it up before the show, and I forgot the year. I believe it's around 2004. Uh, <laughs> a game came out called Second Sight. I've talked about it on this show before. I'm pretty sure it was the the uh, the good olden days. We went back and found old classics that we loved. I think it was, was that episode. Second Sight, I would love to see. The thing is, though, I'm, I'm, I'm unsure if it would be possible to make a sequel to it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm unsure... It would be cool to see a sequel, I guess, but I think what would be even cooler, because I don't think too many people knows about this game, has experienced this game, so I would love to see a, a reboot or a remake or reboot of this game. So I know I'm, I'm already bending the rules a little bit uh, <laughs> by this not being necessarily a sequel, but I would love to, to see uh, this game reimagined today. Uh, it is a first-person shooter. Uh, it's nothing special when it comes to the shooting. Um, what it makes it a little bit special is that you evel- uh, uh, develop uh, psychic abilities. So you can do like telekinesis. You can throw things around with your mind. Uh, you can uh, get like an out-of-body experience. So you can, you know, investigate an area uh, before you actually run in there and get shot to pieces. Uh, you can even, you know, possess other NPCs and stuff like that. It's so much fun. You possess an NPC, start shooting everyone, uh, and and it doesn't matter if you if that NPC then if you if if, if you die while you're poss- uh, you're possessing it and stuff like that. So it has a lot of cool like small gimmicks like that. Um, and but what what really makes this game something special is the whole story because it it, it not a, not it's not just like a great story. It also has like a, a twist ending that you didn't really expect when you started playing it, and it's it's just really great. It's so good, and I don't feel like this got got all the love that it actually deserved. Uh, so I would love to to maybe see a, a remake or reboot of this game, get the graphics style up to date, update the the gameplay and stuff like. Like that and then get it out there because I, I i love this game but i haven't met anyone who's actually played it <laughs> uh nice i have not played it i'm one of those um <laughs> but i will also go back old school fps and i will go back with an n64 first person shooter by the name of perfect dark mm-hmm. uh, perfect dark was made by rare and it was an excellent first-person shooter for the N64. I preface that with, like, for the N64, because <laughs> at the time, like, FPSs were hit or miss on console. It still is, from my at least from my point of view. Um, but Perfect Dark is considered to be one of the uh, better first-person shooters on the system alongside games like GoldenEye. I was about to say, wasn't GoldenEye an N64 uh, game? Yes. Yes. Um, and Perfect Dark is like this espionage-type game first-person. You're a female protagonist, and you're going through, and you're just a badass. Now, 
Perfect Dark did have a sequel already by Perfect Dark Zero that was released on, I believe, the... Was it the Xbox or the Xbox 360? I apologize, I forget which one. But it was not that great. It did not represent the original. It was more of like a cliche cash-in that was like represented of the time rather than like, hey, this is like an awesome sequel to an awesome game. It didn't go that route. So what I would like is an updated sequel game to Perfect Dark that looks amazing, plays amazing, and does still do that first-person espionage uh, style game. Mm. Cool. Yeah, I, I've never, I've, I've never tried this. Never heard of it. I've never actually owned an N sixty four, so that's probably <laughs> the reason why I haven't. It's one it. of those where it's really hard to recommend that people go back to it if they've never played it before, because mm. it's a first person shooter on the N sixty four. Even my biggest thing, people talk Goldeneye all the time. Goldeneye, Goldeneye, Goldeneye. Yeah, and I go back and I'm like, just like. I'm like, GoldenEye did not age well. <laughs> I'm like, the controls are horrible. It doesn't look good. Like, I'm like, it just, I guarantee, I, not guarantee, I understand at the time. Mm. I get that. Yeah. But to say that it holds up, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay. I will, I will go a little bit off script here because I didn't add this game to, to the script <laughs> just to, to shake things up a little bit to surprise you so you, you don't know what's coming I would love for it, this will never happen this will never happen so but I would love Konami to be like alright we will give up the Metal Gear Solid uh, franchise give it back to Koja, Kojami? Kojima 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 yeah uh, give it back to him and make him let him make the perfect Metal Gear Solid game. Because I feel like the latest installment uh, was really good. I've, mm-hmm. I loved the, the whole open world idea. I loved a lot of, of, of the ideas behind the game. I loved the Act 1 story uh, mm-hmm. that we went through. Everything that happened after Act 1. Let's not talk about that. Uh, and 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 I think that's the main reason because I really felt like this game was it was I loved how it played I loved everything about the gameplay I loved the story in Act One uh, and I loved the overall story that he wanted to tell in the game um, but he just never they, they they just never finished the game they never finished it they had to to rush it through because probably because Konami wanted to you know ship it out there get it out the door let's let's make some big bucks now instead of waiting and you know that people get a great game um so I I would love to throw that in there um in the mix of this and and you know let us let us get one last great Metal Gear Solid game um yeah I'm with you on the sense of that will probably never happen (laughs) um mainly because the the IP is too big for them to let go, mm. uh, just in name alone. And I haven't played it, but I do know that a lot of people were expressing the same things that you were, was that the first half feels great. Like, it feels like there was effort and things put into it, and then it starts to fall off. It's around the same time, I think, that like Kojima started having issues with Konami, and whatever that was started getting blown up like crazy. Mm. So, um, yeah, I've heard that the back half of the game is just eh. Yeah. It's just a bit of eh. Yeah, exactly. 
All right. <laughs> and I mean, the thing is that Act One is so good that so if they had if if it was because of time, uh, I then I what what I was thinking they should have done instead. But I mean, it's easy to be here in the future and look back at it and be like, hey, this is what you should have done. Duh. <laughs> um, but what I think they should have done was they should have just released the game, just Act One. Uh, and then made an expansion or a DLC or something with Act mm. Two, and I think, believe there's even a scrapped Act Three that didn't even get into the game because you know they didn't get that far. I think that would have been because you know what the first Act is totally it's totally worth the sixty bucks of of you know uh, uh, which you know the game cost when it comes out. It's totally worth that. I would have I would have gladly paid sixty bucks for that chunk alone, and then get you know a, a fairly large DLC maybe, and and maybe not pay 60 bucks for that but at least still pay i don't know 30 uh, 30 bucks for that and 30 for, for for the last if they are just you know good acts uh, mm-hmm. uh and and the story is as well told as, as in the first one i think that would have you know made everyone happy and uh, they would have probably made them a little bit more money as well yeah crazy I'm gonna jump us back. I'm gonna jump us back to the N64 with the same company of Perfect Dark Rare with one of my favorite not so great games on the N64, which is um Donkey Kong 64. Okay. Now I say Donkey Kong 64 because we've had plenty of Donkey Kong games come out since this time. Hmm. And they've a lot of them have been great. Like Donkey Kong Country Returns, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Those are great games. They're 2D side-scroller that take you back to the Donkey Kong Country days. Um, And they're excellent games. Some may say that they're even better than the originals. If you take away like that, the originals came first aspect. So they kind Mm. of uh, hold a special place, right? Um, Now, Donkey Kong 64 was a bit, I feel like a bit too ambitious for the system or at least the time frame that they had to make it Hmm. it is definitely one of those games that has a million freaking collectibles um you are fighting with the camera often to make it work the way you want it to uh some gameplay mechanics are just a little bit too rough around the edges to feel all that great but it's still one of those games that it was just so fun to play that you were willing to look past all that but if you go to it now you're gonna be like oh my god like speedrunners have completely broken the game and you realize how like the game it's a it's amazing that the game exists because they're just able to break everything in the game but i would love to see a 3d donkey kong game where you're running around and you're you have the Donkey Kong crew, and a lot of people that have never even played the game still know the DK rap. Uh, that would be cool to see a little bit of a cheesy return to. Uh, I just want to see another 3D Donkey Kong game where you're playing as Donkey Kong and the squad. Fair enough. I know Donkey Kong. Still, N64. Never played this one. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, let me uh, jump into the next one then. Uh, Telltale Games is no more, so this will probably not happen either unless, I don't know, someone can pick up you know the rights to do this. Uh, but Telltale did make a version of... Um, I feel like we talked about this recently as well. We did. Uh, we did. Wolf Among Us, um, which is uh, Telltale... It's a Telltale game based on the comic, the, the graphical uh, uh, novel uh, Fables. 
Oh my god, words, heart, <laughs> speak. Uh, it's based on the Fables graphical novel, and um, I just, I really love this. It, I think Wolf Among Us was uh, the Telltale game that got me back into Telltale games, that made me realize that, oh yeah, Telltale, Telltale actually makes good games. Um, <laughs> I just forgot about them, or I don't know what happened. I was busy, probably busy playing World of Warcraft, uh, but Wolf Among Us brought me back into that type of, of, of games again, and I really liked, I really, really, really liked what they did with it, and I love the universe, and I would love to see, you know, a sequel to this. Uh, yeah, just to give me a sequel to this, it would be so <laughs> awesome. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I'm gonna take us to the to the GameCube. Oh. To the GameCube. I'm I'm very Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Um, like I like Nintendo, especially growing up. I played a lot of Nintendo. Um, I'm gonna say the game Lost Kingdom or Lost Kingdoms. There's two in the series, and the basic concept, at least in the first one, that's the one I played more of, but I played the first one, and you have a deck of cards. Uh, and what you do is you're running around the world, and there are these enemies trying to attack you, and you have the cards, and you toss them out onto the ground. Like, let's say I have a skeleton card. I toss it out, and suddenly a skeleton rises from the base of the card, and it is now, like, your defender, and it's attacking the other enemies. And you're using these cards to make your way through the world. So it's like, instead of just pushing square to attack, you're pushing square to summon something. Or you have, like, defensive cards and things like that. And it's a cool little take on deck building, where... Mm. And I it's really difficult for me to explain it, but it's like an action... Uh, adventure game, an action role-playing game where you're just running around, you're building your deck, you're adding new creatures and things like that to it so that you can make your way through the world. I I believe they can level up too. I am not quite 100% on that. My memory... I'm going off memory here. So, the GameCube, for those who don't know, I think the game came out in 2002. Lost Kingdoms 2 came out in 2003. And we haven't seen anything since then. Okay. It's, so I would like to see something. I, I had a bad joke and it it disappeared for me. So I don't know. It, it's <laughs> gone. Um, yeah, no, it's it, it's gone. So okay. let's move on. Let's move on to uh, yeah. the next game, which we have in common. Uh, but I think I will go in a little bit different route then, because I know that you want to talk about the obvious one. So I'll jump into the maybe not so obvious one. Uh, Starcraft is the universe. Um, at some point, War, uh, Starcraft was uh, getting a spin-off called Starcraft Ghost which is mm-hmm. a third person shooter um, where you follow where you play as, as uh, a ghost and uh, which is one of the unit in, in, in Starcraft and I would love I would love a third person shooter from Blizzard and I, w- I would love something more in the Starcraft universe because I, I, I'm pretty sure if you say Warcraft so much story and lore out there if we say Diablo everybody's like yeah that's great and there's so much lore, lore and story out there it even has you know three games plus expansions and stuff like that and then there's, and there's Starcraft which uh, there's only two games sure <laughs> there, there is 
there is technically two expansions to StarCraft 2, but overall it only tells the story, uh, the, uh, the same amount of story as StarCraft 1 did uh, with the three different races. So I, I would say I would love to see something more in the StarCraft universe. It has a lot of lore, it has a lot of characters. It would be amazing to see and, and, and you know, get down on the ground uh, together with all the other units and, and you know be down there instead of you know, be the, the commander moving the, the units around it would be cool to be you know among the grunts down on the ground shoot some stuff um, yeah so Starcraft Ghost was initially going to be once again on the N64 <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was going to be a third person shooter you were going to play as Nova and now Starcraft 2 did have its Nova Covert Ops yeah. uh expansion thing to it which was decent well, um, i would call it a dlc i wouldn't call it an expansion oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah yeah dlc okay that's more um but i'm right there with you like i would love um i want to see the starcraft universe expanded upon and mm-hmm. as much as i'm on board with the third person shooter i would like to see it expanded upon with a starcraft 3 mm. now that means I want it to be RTS. Yes. I want it to be real-time strategy in the vein of the previous StarCraft games. And even, let's say it doesn't have the StarCraft and then 3 at the end, if it has a whole new title. Mm. Because they don't, they want to differentiate it from the first two and not have the Jim Rayner uh, storylines go through. Like, essentially StarCraft 2 ended that. Mm. Um, a little bit ambiguously, like there's like some things that are not a hundred percent clear on the ending there, but we're not going to get into that. Um, essentially, StarCraft Two finished that plot line, mm. but there's still so much that they could do. There's still like the idea that the universe is at this perfect peace. It might be for like a short period of time, but there's still so much going on. There's still I mean, so many different things that they could do. I mean, the idea that they're also building upon is that, you know, everything is in a cycle. So, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, there might be a, a cycle of peace now, but what comes after that, you know? Uh, they could also go back in time because, you know, it's not like uh, God created the world and that was StarCraft. Uh, <laughs> a, a lot of things happened, um, you know, before that. I, I do believe that it was actually humans leaving Earth, right? And then they they went out somewhere, and, and that's that's the Terrans that we know today. So I mean, that, there's so much story that you could jump into uh, mm-hmm. in, in that world. So uh, yeah, I would definitely love to see something more. If it's a StarCraft three, a StarCraft prequel, a StarCraft whatever you name it, just just not a mobile game, not a mobile game. Um, <laughs> go for it. I would I would love to to see so get me some some more StarCraft. Yeah, and on the same Blizzard front, and I'm still sticking with the RTS format here. Yes. Uh, we've discussed this before on the Blue Recluse. Yeah, on the Blue Recluse is I would love a Warcraft Four RTS. Me too. And this could go so many different ways. Mm-hmm. It can be its own standalone, separate universe type deal. It can be something in between World of Warcraft expansions to further flesh out certain aspects of the story that maybe they don't have the time for in the World of Warcraft, or Mm. it just doesn't allow them to do it the way that they want to. Or it can show all these other characters that are doing who knows what during the time of World of Warcraft. Like, where the hell's Khadgar right now? Mm. Like, Warcraft 4 
could take us on his adventure and see where the heck he's going and what's going on there. It can just, it can be used in so many different ways. Uh, and I love, I love RTS games, mainly Blizzard RTS games, uh, especially the story versions. Like I love going through it and doing these missions and things like that. And the Warcraft universe is just so expansive and there's so much you could do with it that I think a Warcraft four would would be amazing on so many different fronts. I, I have to agree. Fully, fully agree with you right there. Uh, I, I, I do know when we talked about it on the Blue Clues, um, uh, Tom, we're like, you cannot have both. You cannot have an RTS, an, a new Warcraft 4 going on now as, as well as, as the MMO going on. And I have to disagree with that statement. I, I totally think you can. You can do so many different things because there's so many battles going on. I mean, there is, let's just take Battle for Azeroth, for instance, uh, that we have a huge cinematic. Just getting into the game when, when the expansion launched that's a huge battle in front of of lord run and you know why not play that as an rts thing it it could be like select battles that has been going on i mean there's so much stuff going on in in wallace of drain as well uh Mm -hmm. where we would use the boots on the ground but where you could basically you know play it as an rts uh, as well there's so many you know uh, we were only there for in world of warcraft we were only there for parts of it but we can if we could go back and experience the whole battle as it actually unfolded and stuff like that. I feel like there's so many things you could do uh, while also keeping the MMO uh, mm-hmm. going as well. And uh, uh, and actually, there's actually an example of this, uh, just not in the Warcraft universe, but a universe we talked briefly about last week, which is Command & Conquer. They had their RTS games, but they did have a shooter as well. Uh, mm-hmm. where you all of a sudden were the boots on the ground running around shooting stuff and I think there was a little bit of base building just in there for just for fun as well um, but overall uh, not probably not one of the best shooters I have to admit but it was fun I really enjoyed enjoyed playing it because it just because it wasn't that universe and I think um, I think if, if if so you know those, those different games can definitely overlap and still tell you know different stories mm-hmm. or the same story uh, uh, just from different perspectives so i would love to see this uh what from but from what we know from blizzard there's nothing no, no talk about a warcraft 4 um but no I, w- I would love i would love to see it i definitely think it's, it's doable yeah um it's something that i would be extremely into and i can't wait for it if it eventually comes in the biggest thing is that some people might say like oh well warcraft 3 reforged but we're not gonna get into the drama behind that but it's still hampered by the system of warcraft 3 starcraft 2 is still a great game right now and it still plays fairly well but it is definitely an older engine Mm. and it has its limitations an upgraded engine with the modern RTS would, I can only imagine how good it would feel, how it would run and just the way it would look and everything they could do with it. I'm super excited for it, but I'll finish up with one that I know that there is a sequel coming to. I just <gasps> am super excited about it. There's already a sequel in the works. Oh, if you could and... do that, Michael, then I have loads of games <laughs> we can talk about. <laughs> uh, no, you got to break the rules once. I'm going <laughs> to break the rules as well. Uh, Darkest Dungeon. <gasps> now, I don't know if you've ever played this game. No. Tell me more. It is a game that I think that you'd be interested to. 
uh, interested in, sorry, it is essentially, it's like an RPG game. And it's 70, 75% off on Steam right now. <laughs> um, it's one of those brutal games. Like, you're going to lose your party members constantly. Uh, you're going to keep adding new people to your roster. You enter this little hamlet, which is a family... Uh, you have like a family estate on there, but it has these, uh, it's like a Cthulhu type, uh, influence on the entire game. Like you have those Lovecraftian monsters and essentially you're trying to descend and destroy this evil that has rotted and infected the town. But at the same time, your characters, as they get closer and deeper into these dungeons, they're slowly going more insane. Just like that Lovecraftian feel of the more you learn about the Elder Gods, the crazier your mind starts to go because you can't comprehend these ancient giant beings that exist within a different realm other than ours. And the voice actor in there, like the guy that does it, I forget his name and I apologize for forgetting his name, but his voice fits so perfectly into it, like the narrator. And actually people loved his voice so much that he went on to do audible books of, of HP Lovecraft. And he started mm. reading some HP Lovecraft stuff because everyone loved like his voice and the way it fit into this world. And there is a sequel darkest dungeon two. I think the, uh, uh I forget what the little tag after. I think it's the Howling and I'm not sure if that's just a trailer name or whatever, but I don't know much about it. I haven't looked much into it, but I'm super excited for Darkest Dungeon 2. I still have not beaten Darkest Dungeon. That's also, as a lot of people haven't. That's also DLC. Yes, um the Sunset Court or I forget what the name of Call it is. Call of Madness. Hmm. At least on the website, it's called Color of Madness DLC. It's available now. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe I'm just thinking of what it introduced in the game. Uh, maybe. But yeah, not only that, but there are a ton of mods for this game that are supported. So let's say you play the main game. You don't quite like it as much. You love the style of it, but you don't like that character or whatever. They have so many creator mods uh, you could play as Final Fantasy characters in there. You could put them on your team. You could put a whole bunch of different things on there. Some people oh, have actually, created these extra hard modes and things like that. Actually, right two days ago, a new DLC called The Butcher's Circus also released. So there you go. Uh, something brand new for you, Michael, to check out as well. In, in the game. There's so many things. And this game is a lot of fun. If you're one of those people that love trying to figure things out and you don't mind your party getting absolutely decimated and seeing them get go mad it's an excellent one i think that you'd enjoy it marty okay i don't know how long you would enjoy it for because <laughs> it definitely the late late game gets into a very grindy mode mm. but i do feel like there's enough before that point if you don't like that that you would still enjoy it and still feel like you got your money's worth out of it okay cool maybe I'll, maybe I'll check it out uh, and uh, I will grant you that wish Michael that uh, this <laughs> will that will be a sequel to this game congrats you you will you will <laughs> see that happen in your lifetime yes I hope so <laughs> um but I think 
I think that's it. That pretty much comes. I mean, I could probably come up with a, quite a few more games that is just great games that I would love to see sequels to. But uh, but I mean, we could probably we could probably do a part two of this at some other point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe maybe we'll return to the subject in the future. Yes, but we are not meme lords, or else we would have just said Half Life Three the whole episode and nothing else. Okay, we actually put thought and effort into our choices. So I would love to see Half Life <laughs> Three, by the way. <laughs> anyway, that brings us to the end of yet another episode. Jeez, episode sixteen already. Thank you to everybody that has listened. Thank you to everyone that submits your answers or your preferences to whatever questions we put out on Twitter as well as the Discord. We appreciate you all. Always. Oh, did you have something? Yeah, no, go on, go on. Okay. As always, you are more than welcome to still contribute to the conversation even after the fact. After you listen to this episode, if you missed a question on Twitter or something, feel free to let us know. And speaking of Twitter, you can let us know what your thoughts are about this episode other episodes anything in general over at two nerds maybe more on twitter which is the number two you can also email the show at two nerds maybe more at gmail.com or you can go ahead and check out our website which is two nerds maybe more.com and that's it no no I want there's something to, else i need to quickly shamelessly pluck something else another podcast that i'm doing yes michael i'm unfaithful to you i have another <laughs> podcast with uh three other people you know pretty much all of them because we haven't mentioned them or they have been guests on the show it's tom knight over from three extra lives it's amanda from geek herring and my better half theater and we are doing a, a movie review podcast where we review uh, movies that has the rating of 5.5 um, why you might ask well you would have to listen to the first episode it's already out there the whole first season is out there uh, this podcast has been in a sort of hiatus for the past two to three years who's counting uh, but we are now <laughs> back uh, at, not right now when we're recording this, but when this episode is out, uh, the the new episode is most likely out as well, or at least it will be releasing within the 24 hours of, of, of this podcast. So it's called uh, 5.5.reviews. Uh, reviews. That's the website. You can go over there uh, and uh, you know see see where you can. Get your hands in this little gem of an amazing little podcast, and uh, where we are reviewing a movie. And uh, I don't know if I can spoil what movie. I, let's spoil it, Michael. Let's spoil what movie we watched in the first episode. It's Baywatch. The Baywatch movie. Okay. <laughs> oh my. Uh, I have personally been a fan of Five Point Five since uh, since its inception, which I've listened to all the episodes that they have available. I used to listen to it quite regularly until they just disappeared all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> but definitely go ahead and check that out. Yep, they're back. We're back. It's good fun. And by that, uh, and with that, I'm I'm out. I'm done. I have we're no, out. I we're have, out. We're yeah, done. I have no more political issues. Good Flip the table. We're Ooh. done. <laughs> this show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.